0: Okay, I, I, I don't want to start this show off oh, on well, a are we already going? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I literally said to you, Dan, we're, are you good? And I'm you just, just kept looking down. I was, I like, was, I was reading. I was like, I oh, was doing a bit.
2: No, I was reading. <laughs> I, was just, I was just not prepared for my job. All right, okay. Jo- jo- all right, hold on. Do you want me to no. go to the start screen? No, you can, you can go. Like, <laughs> just, the, the people can pretend they didn't see this. Yeah. This is fine. We,
0: all right. Collectively, Mission Impossible. No, Men in Black. All right. Okay, you ready? We just do this. So I don't want to start off on a negative, you guys. Uh, I don't want to... Because I thought this was a fun episode of Raw. Oh yeah, big time. Ultimately, I thought this was a really, really good episode of Raw. Captain Three Stars over yeah. here <laughs> thought this was a four star... You found w- an extra star! I found the extra star in Love this. That. Turns out it's boats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I thought this was a tremendously fun episode mm-hmm. of Raw. But it's not like... I'm not going to call it the best Raw of the no. year. no um and when I was kind of looking back on things I so like what we talk about really i wanted to just talk about the uh the, the, viking, the viking rules Raiders, match because yeah. it's, it's the best thing in WWE. it is better than the bloodline mm-hmm. uh, but <laughs> uh, the thing that kind of struck out to me because i was looking at it, i was like all right what's the what's the general populace talking about this show then mm. and the thing they're talking about is cody and brock so i thought well there we go That's what we're going to talk about. Let's get into it. But I feel bad because I don't want to lead on a negative on this one because this was a fun episode of Raw.
2: Well, it's fine because people see negative and they click it so that they can have a go at the negative, and then they realise that I'm here and I'm an perennial optimist, and it takes a lot to make me go away.
0: So, well, the problem there you got, Dan, is that people have already left their comments before you've said a word. That's true. That's true. Yep. Sorry. Sorry about that. That's all right. But anyway, I am Luke owen D A D. This is the Professor, the Truth, Dan Layton, the eye candy for your mum and. And I'm
2: not having that be that's not that's <laughs> twice now, twice is enough. And he is Mr. Jam in the jar, Senor Jam in the jar.
0: Welcome to the of Podcast review of Monday Night Raw. Please do press the subscribe button if this is your first time here. It's a usually a bit more professional cohesive than this. Slick. Yeah, uh, give us a thumbs up though for our professionalism and get in your comments down below if you're watching this on demand. But if you're watching us live, why don't you get in your Ultranets. Ultranats. Where's she been? To restore.com forward slash support. We'll read out all of them above the five US dollar amount before the end of the show. So before we get into it, I do need
2: to confess that I spilt coffee on myself on the way in. So I do have a A very, quite noticeable stain, but were I wearing my V neck, this wouldn't have happened. No, but that's probably why I'm a little bit off my game. I'm just very aware of it. Yeah. So. Oh,
0: so you're doing it maybe in the s- name of truth, maybe you're doing it in solidarity of me yesterday because I was also wearing my T-shirt. wearing T-shirt. <laughs> What's wrong with us this week? <laughs> turns out, Dan, I'm just I'm falling apart. I don't know. The pair of us. We need. We'll, we'll, we'll be better next week. We'll b be- I'll, I'll make sure that I'm wearing a, a nicer shirt a ni- for next yes, week. Yes, you will,
2: and I and I, I don't doubt it. And I'll have my chest out. Actually, again. no, I'm
0: off next week, so oh, I, I won't do that. I will have my chest out. Yeah, <laughs> good. <laughs> uh, but anyway, speaking of someone who didn't really have their chest out, segue is Cody Rhodes, who opened this episode of Monday Night Raw. Uh, it was his hometown, Hotlanta. Yeah. So he was very excited to be there. The crowd were like electric all night. Yes. And very hot for for Mister Rhodes here. Uh, he was enjoying this so much. We got almost the entirety of kingdom mm. like we got i was hearing bits where i've never heard before well, said, no one no one's heard the bridge of that and yeah people, i was like oh god is that the bridge it's not scream singing yeah, i yeah, was like always- i didn't realize this went
2: here oh no, well, actually actually no this is a bad song, which is weird because in the lead up to WrestleMania, I was so on the hyped about Cody winning train that I was listening to it a lot. And I think I, what happened was I did the bit that I liked and then skip back to the beginning.
0: Yeah, that's what everyone who says that's a good song is what they do. Yeah, they listen to that first verse and chorus and yeah. they were like, "That's a that's a five star song." That mm. and I paused it and I'm, <laughs> and I'm just going to press <laughs> back and get back to the start of it. Once I've done the whoa, that's really all that matters. <laughs> so he comes out to open the show. Crowd very very hot for him, and he's like, "You know what? I'm not really here to chat. Mm. I could do the whole like." What do you guys want to talk about? But I, I'm, I don't want to talk. I want to like, fight Brock Lesnar. My mum's here. Yeah. He mentions his mum nearly cries. A little cry, not little a big cry. cry. My mum. My mum. I, I do the same thing. Who no sells the whole thing, by the way. <laughs> and he's like, do you know what, Brock? Come out here. I know you're here tonight. And if you don't come out in this segment, I'll just come out in an hour's time. And we'll try and do this again. Brock Lesnar doesn't come out. So Cody's like, cool. He goes and hugs his mum, hugs his sister. Mm. and He's about to walk up the ramp. Brock Lesnar's music hits. Mm-hmm. And so Cody stops, and he gets to fight. And the music stops. And so Cody's about to walk to the back. The music starts again. Mm. Cody's sta- fighting starts. Nothing happens. So then Cody...
2: Oh, here we go. He does his little,
0: little stomp. Stompy stomp. <laughs> <laughs> he does.
2: Right then. Uh, going oh, backstage.
0: There's like all of the energy of telling my toddler it's bedtime. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 I, he, at this point, he's either bad at this or he's doing it for the memes and i think it's the second
2: one it's the second one it's the code is too good to too not, good to not know the meme
0: and so he then got beaten up by brock lesnar who beat him up around ringside f mm. 5 him in front of his mum and locked in the kimura twice and accepted the challenge for SummerSlam, and yeah. that was it the and whole they got, segment they got replayed multiple times throughout the show mm. they've played this like this is the biggest thing possible and my first thought was i saw this angle two months ago right in the like we did this Kimura arm break mm-hmm. spot in the lead up to their last match, yeah. beat for beat, this same angle, mm. more or less, give or take a couple of beats, mm-hmm. is the same. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, it was like, why am I just not into this feud? Mm. Is it because it's been two matches? Is it because uh, it's a, a rubber match for it? Is it because Cody won the first time? Mm-hmm. Or is it just because I just think it's stale? Like, mm. for me personally, I think this has gone past the point of being an interesting feud. Mm. Because we're doing the same angles we did week one of this feud, which was the Roar After Mania four months ago. Right. I I hear that.
2: I do. I mean, I'm I'm still on the train, but I think that's more because I'm on the Cody train than anything else. And I'm just, like, enjoying him having this profile. I think... What is really interesting to me is that they kind of presented us with a better angle for this show. I think the problem is the rivalry and the competitiveness isn't stale, but because they have rehashed the exact same thing twice, that's why you're feeling a bit underwhelmed. I think so, yeah. And I think the way they fixed it was what they said, which was, I'll be here the whole night waiting for you. And if what they'd had was Cody Rhodes um, say, all right, well, if not now, whenever you're ready mate and have him throughout the show going out and going round and finding bits and bits mm-hmm. and bobs and had you know maybe maybe uh, in the middle of welcome back to raw and kevin and corey are having a conversation but oh hang on what's this happening without his music playing cody's run to the ring and like i'm still here waiting for you at the start of each hour whatever and then have it literally be after the match with um the tag, team, the tag team match that would close the show, having Cody come out and be like, hang on, you said you were going to be here. You're here,
0: you're booked for tonight.
2: When they announced this show was going to be in Atlanta. And I was like, oh great, it's Cody's hometown. They're going to do something big. What they did instead was give us something kind of that we've seen before. And even though I did absolutely love um, Cody's, I'm assuming nephew yelling F you Brock <laughs> in his face. Yeah. And I did like his, his mom just going, you suck. That was quite <laughs> entertaining. <laughs> And there was a moment in the ring where he's holding the Kimura on and Brock is upside down staring at the moment. He kind of looked a bit unhinged, a little bit like, you know, when Bray Wyatt used to do that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I like that little visual. Unfortunately, you are right. It is something that we've seen a bunch before. And I think they had a, they, it's not the best use of your Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Your one Brock Lesnar being in the arena because he only, he only works for one segment. So use that segment better.
0: There was a moment when he locked in the Kimura the first time mm. and Corey Graves said, he's gonna break his arm mm. and i was like yeah he did that Corey." Yeah. so then but he Co- didn't do it with the kimura this was
2: this annoyed me so, the way he broke his arm was by throwing a big keg at it
0: and but he's like he's gonna break his arm yeah and but okay but the the, uh, the kimura did make it work sure. and then the kimura was the big the big yes. point of the the, yeah. the match uh night of champions and he's like he's gonna break his arm i thought I was like, well, we've already done that mm. and then he looks in the kimura and cory goes like he's gonna break his arm mm. Again seconds ago Yeah Yeah. and like there's the again right there where it's like, yeah, we are just this is a bit command Z Mm. like control V, control Z. Control um, C, Control V. Control Z is on the yeah, yeah, you're right. Sorry. I forgot what my own gimmick was. I was so busy trying <laughs> to work out because I'm a Mac user now. What, yeah. what a control is. But yeah, I used to do my old gimmick on the SmackDown reviews was control C, Control yeah. V. And that's why I got confused because I keep I was gonna try to say Z, but I'm trying to say V. Yeah, no, it's yeah. Z. Z. Because we're a we're British, don't you? Know? Like that famous
2: wrestler, Commander
0: Azebs. <laughs> Sure, so right. control C, Control V. Yeah. Is kind of what we got on this. And I really thought we're gonna get something a bit different this time around. Yeah. And maybe that's on me that I thought, you know, we're gonna try and do something a bit different in Cody's hometown. But what we did is the same thing. And I don't know. So I wanted to kind of like pose it to the audience. Like, is this, is this stale? Mm. What I've seen is kind of like a bit of a mixed reception to this. Like, I mean, someone said there, it's like, we haven't had it for this long. There have been a few of them for <laughs> like four getting up well here's the best
2: way here's the best way to do it uh sammy Zayn and kevin owens celebrated 100 days as champions uh it was two days after that that we got the, the initial start of this feud. so we have been having, having this for three months 98 days it's yeah. 98 days um in which time we got a nice little break with the dominic mysterio storyline which i really enjoyed we loved, we, yeah we, enjoyed we put that, that yeah. over a lot um i actually did like the the backlash match and i liked a lot of the angles that they were doing in the lead up to that i think this was always what was going to be and i think the fact that we've known this has been signposted that we were getting uh, a three match series that would culminate in a big match for SummerSlam has kind of made it so that we're all aware and i think there is something about that awareness of it that we all go that that makes us um as the people who spend all of our time analyzing this mm-hmm. kind of go a little bit
0: we go stale quicker with it yeah you know what i mean the other uh sort of um argument that i was uh being uh presented to so yeah we, thank you very much mother's put a poll up mm. uh Mod Mother's always one step ahead yeah uh some people earlier in the chat were saying like well you know people are complaining about there's no story here which there isn't really there is no story like I'm, like the, there was one story in this cody brock mm. which is cody doesn't know why brock attacked him mm. And that still has not been resolved. And I think further to that, I don't think they're doing that story anymore because that has not really been brought up the last few times of this feud. Like the storyline going into Night Champions was the arm break. I don't think there's been much in the way of a promo from Brock.
2: No. So really what we've got is Cody come out here and be like, why have you done that? And then being like, I'm mad that you've done that. And now the story is... I need to just get you out of the way, and it's proved that I can do it because yeah. do, I've done, but well, you've done it already. But
0: already, it's, exactly, that's the problem.
2: He's already done it because he beat him
0: on his first try. Yeah.
2: It's a, and it's almost like I think if I'm not wrong, is it the case that after he beat Dom, he was like, and now I need to go back to Brock Lesnar?
0: Well, it, on or did, on, did Brock the come Dom, out and have him a go? No, because like, after the Dom thing, he was like, the only reason we had the Dom feud is because he challenged Brock to show up. But he's like, he said, you know where I-, and he didn't, so he's mm. like, well, I need something else to do, so I'm after you know did the thing with Dom, and actually, Dom started on him. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's like there's no, there's been no. There is no driving there's force. No, there's no driving force. There's no advancement in the story. The argument that I heard earlier was people say, "Well, there's no story," but they liked Forbidden Door. I was like, "Well, those. I don't think we can compare those. Not things. at they, all. Those are two very different prospects. Absolutely. One of those is a super show, and the whole point of a super show is to pit the top stars from either one to see who is the better of those two. Mm. That's that's the only story that you need for a super show." This is a very different prospect. I also it's do hundred days.
2: I completely do also vibe with the idea of not necessarily needing a story. Don't always need one. Well, you know, look like, because um, th- there are some salivating prospects of like oh, I just want to see um, oh, Drew McIntyre getting involved in the Gunther thing was interesting because he just like not not as in not presently, but like the the most pre-wrestlemania one mm. was because it was like ah oh, a big ba- big bashy lad yeah i don't necessarily always need a a hard but there, story but there was but at 90 there. Days, there was a story there which
0: yeah. was Seamus and drew like it was really the war because it was Seamus right angry at drew for stealing that's his true. that's true but but
2: i just mean that if we did just get drew and Gisler, yeah i wouldn't I be complaining about it like and yeah. i think that here it's a thing of like oh cody versus brock i'm not going to complain about it but n- we've had it twice and now it's like okay since we are going to do it and also it's different to forbidden door this is weekly episodic television with two people who are here one of them every single week one of them is obviously a special attraction but we know brock lesnar like we, we it's not like mm-hmm. oh what might brock lesnar in a wwe ring look like which is what some of the forbidden door um, mystique is this this
0: needs at a, a baseline like a, of a story to go through a hundred days in i think you need to be have a, something a bit different this felt do you know what this felt first draft
2: yeah, I mean, even that, it felt more like we've written down the names Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar when <laughs> we need to have a match at SummerSlam. And, and here's the thing, I'm excited for the match. I, I, I'm not bored of these people on the
0: screen. So... I, and do you know what? Because it was in Atlanta, hot crowds. Yeah. And it got good heat. Yes. So you can't argue with that. Yeah. But for me personally, watching it at home, I was like, I'm ready to move on to the next thing. It's more wanting Cody to t- Cody to get... I think that's
2: why I like the dominant storyline so much was Cody had his own thing to get his mm. teeth into and he seemed to be really enjoying himself.
1: Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag. With Quince, go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times
0: You know what I could really do with what uh, Discord effing off asking me to like update, start, up, up, update my username on it or something. Yeah. It's like, make sure you get your, the username you want. It's like, I don't care, Discord. <laughs> Stop asking me. <laughs> uh speaking of uh please do get in your ultra chats because we track them through a google doc that is linked to a three discord that's my segue uh restore.com forward slash support get in your ultra nets we'll read out every single one of them above the five usls and please also uh, get involved with the uh, the poll that is currently running live it is swinging in one direction uh more than the other mm-hmm. so we will have the results of that poll very very shortly so make sure you top of the uh chat Go and vote in that. Charles Berg kicked things off to say, uh, the moment Cody introduced his mum, I knew Brock was going to kill him. Last guy who was, uh, last guy who has his mum at ringside was feeding with Brock. Uh, feeding with Brock was Zach Gowan. Also loved the unintentional comedy of Seth being hit by a chair flying into frame. Fun show. Four out of five jam. That jam. Uh, Camp says Fancy booking. Uh, why Brock is out to Cody? Heyman is behind it he's paying hayman to keep cody away from roman but roman doesn't know this and we'll see this as paul not having faith in him causing him to turn on paul it also gives a path to roman cody too I... that cob I, I that's actually been pretty much since day one of this feud a few people have presented that as a potential thing like this is a hayman decision
2: yeah i do i do quite like that um I mean, I go back to should have put the belt on him because then it could have been a feud for the belt because Brock wasn't allowed to go for the belt while Roman had it. However, that's not what we are. So I do think that's a that's a very strong alternative um, as, a, as a suggestion. But I, I also,
0: I, does Roman keep the belt till WrestleMania or is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in for that. I like that. Uh, the Eighth uh, Swagger says, as a Cody fanboy who even loved Stardust, Yes and no for me. I do want Cody to be doing something else, but since it won't be going for Roman's title anytime soon, I don't know what else. At Least he's still near the top of the card and will beat Lesnar. Well, here's the thing. I would say I'm not. I think doing a third Brock match is a good thing. Mm. That's, that's that's a great thing to do. It's a, a perfectly simple rubber match format. Yeah. Do I think that Brock should have won the first one? Probably, yeah. But I I think you can do a three match series with these three. Mm. But what I the reason why I'm asking if this is stale is. It's the same thing we've had since week one. I think it minutes.
2: very much is the cut and paste um, exact same sequence of Cody comes out,
0: Brock comes out, they have a scrap, then yeah. they go home. Sometimes there's a brawl, there's security. And, like, and we, we've said this a few times even in the lives. It's like, man, we've already done this segment mm. before. And I think, and I hadn't really put it a hundred days mm. in. I think we should probably want a little bit more from this yeah. story. The doing three matches is not the problem here. No. It's the execution of how we're getting to those three matches mm. is, is the thing more. Pumini has been a member. Check this out for twenty-five months in a row. Who said uh, no? The segment is not stale. Third month in a row, I'm using my member chat on Cody's view to say this. Also, Tyler should be on commentary permanently.
2: Uh, don't agree with you on that last one, yeah, but um, I've, I've got some things to say on. that. But like, I mean, also look, I'm a massive Cody fan and Mm. and again i think that's the thing again it's like it's the um you can have these stories go for a while and then not be stale like the bloodline story isn't stale it's a case of doing the same thing over and over again and i think i i just think as a creative when you're sat in the writer's room and you know you've only got brock lesnar for one segment even if you know you've only got him in the beginning segment you've got to do something a little bit differently i brock lesnar brock lesnar shows up and and takes the check and goes home right
0: so you got to do something for the fans because he he'll do whatever, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. Jake Wcw said, "I for one blame Vince for Cody the Brock being stale. If he hadn't used that veto star power card for Money in the Bank, this one <laughs> might have been over by now." The only answer is a submission match next week to complete con- uh, the grivalry and build to something else at Summerfest. Honestly, if you, yeah, you'd have booked the submission match um, probably the week after Money in the Bank mm. rather than trying to drag try this out for another few weeks. Yeah, but uh, Brock doesn't wrestle on Raw. We remember when we thought he was going to wrestle on
2: Raw, mm. and then he didn't. And he didn't, how so this all began. Oh
0: yeah, the, the tag match. Mm-hmm.
2: Crikey, so long ago, we were in a different studio. Halcy- <laughs> we were, we were. Halcyon days, it was.
0: Uh, this one comes from Kid his sorry, sorry, that's
2: why people say like, oh my god, the time's going so fast. Who could possibly know? And then like,
0: it, it doesn't. Time, time snakes by. Uh, Kid Cuddy here says Luke why have you always Got to be a Debbie Downer If you want stale Try Tony Khan's Booking of people That don't fit His target demographic Let's talk about that For a little bit But Cody and Brock Are fine They got this on site That I love to see Well, they, well I mean yeah it's, They are fine Yeah But I think we should Ask for a little bit more I than think they fine. can deliver Better than fine That's exactly it. Yeah. Like I think they can deliver And also like And, and I, I'm being the You're being a Debbie Downer Here saying they're fine I think they're on the ascent Yeah I just think this angle's stale Yeah um and blakey here says brock attacking cody the way they've done it only makes sense if cody is champion which still makes me think that cody should have won but vince said thousand days think of their heat pal and then wanted to make cody pay for starting the starting the rival company and so I, I still it's don't not think that one i don't think it's anything to do with aew i
2: genuinely wholeheartedly think that um i mean the, the thing about the rival company is that he, he left it and came back so yeah. it's like you don't punish the guy for for saying that your
0: company is better and also like this is vince's biggest win yeah oh yeah that's he, what i'm saying yeah. yeah he got the guy who started Robert to come to back. come back and he like you know as kevin owens said on the, the documentary that ed like vince flew to mm. his house personally is that documentary been released or Was it just i believe that's because i, yeah. I want to watch the whole thing yeah i don't know if it's out now i've just seen the the, the coin, trailer this, yeah the, and it's been like he flew to his house to get him to come yeah. back to wwe because vince wanted that yeah. win more than anything i would wager but point,
2: separately so. from that and on the thousand day point think of the heap how i do agree that especially in that moment it was a thing of like this was it this was your shot right but if, if that's what let's say that's what triple h had planned was for cody to go over and then everything subsequently has been trying to figure it out well with the bloodline i think it's fair to say they made the best of it they figured out okay well how can we use this choice to our advantage this is the degree from on high so let's figure out how to make the thousand days worth it right they have to apply that same thing to the Cody and Brock situation okay so now Cody and Brock which was going to be our championship feud heading out of Wrestlemania is now just a feud so get back to the writing room get back to that drawing board and see what we come up with some pitches give me your best bad pitch and we'll find that we'll find the gold uh, all we have to do is have him attack him and then we, we buy ourselves an extra week of coming up with an actual storyline that's what they need to do here. And they just sort of haven't. All they've done is have them feud with each other, which does work for one cycle. But when you're doing three matches, and that's the key point, three matches, things start to feel a little bit wobbly.
0: Also, uh, I, I've, got, I've gone a bit back and forth on the, uh, the, 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 the thousand day thing. Mm. Uh, I don't think it was a Vince call. No. I don't think it was a Trips call. I think it was a Roman Reigns uh, call because like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, they're not the focal point of that story mm. the bloodline is the focal point of that story roman and jay and jimmy and solo are the focal point and sammy kevin and cody and danielson and edge and cesaro and all the people that have been before were just bit parts yeah my counter to, to and drew as well
2: i i agree with that but my counter to you is that that doesn't need a championship Oh, I think I, you can still I, tell I, this portion can, of the blown story com- without a belt.
0: I completely agree so, with you. Yeah, I completely agree with you. But I, I think it was probably it was always in the stars, mm. regardless of Vince coming back into power. The Roman was going to retain at WrestleMania. That's 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 currently I think where that's I'm. That's not that, that. quite it, but I, I see how <laughs> you've got there. That's that's currently where I'm uh, sat on this. Uh, please do continue to get in your Ultranats to com forward slash support as we talk about Debbie Downer over here, an excellent episode of Monday Night Raw. <laughs> thoroughly, scared thoroughly, me. thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this episode of Monday Night Raw. Um, I've actually written down my notes slightly wrong here. I've written uh, Matt Riddle versus Brock Lesnar. No, nope. if only it wasn't. It was Matt Riddle versus Gunther. Mm. And although they only went like eight minutes. Yeah. They had the match I was expecting them to have at Money in the Bank. I wrote
2: exactly the same thing. This is the match I wanted at Money in the Bank, which fell a little short for me.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I thought this was really, really fun. And there was no Imperium at ringside mm-hmm. because they were barred from the, the decree last week by uh, Adam Pierce. And it was just these two kicking the cack out of each other yeah and Gunther, the one with the power bomb called out drew afterwards there was
2: some incredible there was a ragdoll sleeper at one point he like just dragged him over in a sleeper hole which i absolutely loved riddle had an exploded suplex it was a thing of beauty it just like used gunther's momentum to make it flow like the most natural thing you've ever seen i absolutely loved that the knees up on the floating bro made me feel like Cripes that must have hurt at one point. Gunther nearly decapitated the poor bloke. Mm That they they absolutely really pulled it out of the bag. And I think for me, this is what makes Gunther so good because you look so strong in defeat against him, right? It's like wins and losses do matter. Matt Riddle ate the L, but looked good in doing so. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think, this is the difference with a long title reign because we a lot of conversations at the moment are about long title reigns, whether it be um, Orange Cassidy with his in- international belt, whether it be this one, whether it be Bianca Belair, Roman Reigns. To, to compare, for instance, Gunther and Bianca, Bianca's problem was always that she would um, look stupid week in, week out, and mm-hmm. then pull out a giant victory and then go back into the same feud. That was where the problem was. It wasn't that she had a long reign. It was that she wasn't um, developing with it. Gunther's reign is about making him look impressive to the point where i care more about the intercontinental title title at the moment than i do about the the world heavyweight title same here um bianca's it felt interminable this one is like i don't want it to stop do you know what i mean i want i want the right person to get it and i actually have a controversial pick for the right person later on in the show um but it's 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 that he's a monster and and then he stands and he cuts this promo and i never think of gunther as a promo guy you know he is uh, it's just that that's not the first thing I go to. But there he is going like, you can boo me. And he's got the belt around. And he calls himself the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion, which is what that belt is called. Um, and yeah, I just love it. I love him. I love everything about it.
0: Here is why Gunther or Walter is perfect. Yeah, He's a perfect wrestler. Mm. And one of the reasons I think that the, the Walter is a perfect wrestler is because he is a big man, but he is not afraid to have people hit moves on him or work him over yeah wwe has always had this mindset that you're a big guy you have to wrestle a certain way mm-hmm. you have to sell a certain way the only way that people can get heat on you is that you run into the corner and they dodge out of the way and your shoulder hits the turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. check out any big person match over the last 10 years that's the only way that the monster gets hurt is because their own momentum takes them into a corner mm-hmm. and then people can work over them but gunther is a perfect wrestler because he's like no i'm a big guy but if you want to hit an explode suplex on me hit an explode a suplex on me because that's some, that's a cool thing to happen within a match i lose nothing out of it mm. i'm winning in the end and i also i'm winning in a dominating fashion but i'm also making you look good in the process right and because of that it makes me look good in the process because i beat someone who came close to beating me it's a contest it's yeah. a wrestling contest my, he's just perfect yeah I, 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 I love him so much and i cannot wait that match with drew ah oh. because i mean that match at wrestlemania i mean arguably match of the weekend mm. i think we, so. it was up there on a, on a weekend of nothing but good mm. matches give or take you know the snoop dogg thing notwithstanding <laughs> I, I re-watched that clip recently him running the ropes is still hilarious yeah but that triple threat was just insanely great there's
2: a reason that um if those spoilers for those of you who, ha- who haven't seen it yet but adam posted his list of favorite uh intercontinental championship matches ever and gunther is twice in the top five within the past year and it's because the matches are great and the, the stories are built yeah. great the performances but it is the performance of it as well that gets it a note i did the maths um honky's record is up the week after payback yeah so it's, two more pay-per-view cycles well, you got this yeah. this one leading up to SummerSlam, you got payback and then I think it's by the time we get the Raw after the Raw after Payback, that is when the record will have been broken. So yeah. expect that to be your story going forward.
0: Yeah, Triple H's big thing at the moment is setting new records. Yeah, so- I mean,
2: I and again, there's somewhere it's like record for record's sake. There's records for pettiness sake, like Nikki Bella being the Divas champion to get out of AJ Lee. Mm-hmm. Like there's some petty records and there's somewhere it's like, no, this title reign is earning it. Gunther is nearly at, 450 summit days,
0: and he deserves it. Though I did see an argument to take the belt off him though, and it is an argument that I do agree which with, is... which is it is hysterical that it's the honky tonk man record. Like that's the joke, is that this record is held by the honky tonk man. The whole point of honky tonk man's record is that he loses it in five seconds. After holding the belt for so long, he loses it in five seconds. Like the, it, the joke is, he's the, he's the you guy who made the me. thing. I so love jokes, I love funny.
2: banter. That's not funny. <laughs> Put it in the bin. Gunther to win forever.
0: I'm not saying I completely agree with no. you. No, I'm saying that I can see the argument. No, but keeping it on the honky tonk, man, because it's fun. Like the joke is, it's the honky tonk.
2: I can man. see the argument, and I would point at the door and silently tell you to leave my writer's room for making
0: it. Well speaking to people I'm pointing at the door and telling them to go not Kathy Kelly interviewed Liv Morgan and, R- and Backhell Rodriguez. Um <laughs> Backhell yes. Rodriguez by the way. Um her whole gimmick is I have a back. Mm. And that's her whole personality. There was a photo from a house show this week of Rhea Ripley that was taken up from like Rose Z, mm. and you can see the muscle definitions of her back. And I was like, well, that's an impressive back. That's not her character. And every week Raquel comes out. I was like, check out my back. my back. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm going to say one this. One image now. of
2: Rhea Ripley. and I'm like, oh, that's her back. I'm going to say this in defense of Raquel. She has made strides to remove that accusation from her the back is still very very prominent and my favorite was when she came out uh, having had cup surgery done And so she's got all the marks of the not surgery it's a treatment it's a spa mm-hmm. treatment um so she came out with all the sucker
0: marks um but i think she, she's trying to add more strength to her bow than just her back yeah, I, I i disagree <laughs> anyway they were saying they're going to defend their tag titles tonight when rhea ripley walks up to uh out impress her and uh then she knocked down Liv morgan and attacked raquel and in the process Hurt Raquel's knee. Now, I had already predicted uh, via the three counts video that was posted to Russell Talk uh, last week that I thought Green and Deville were going to win the belts anyway. Mm-hmm. So I was already going into this episode thinking, I think they're going to win the yep. belts because we're doing this Rhea and Raquel storyline yep. instead, singles feud. The second she got hurt, I was like, yeah, they'll for sure drop yes, the belts. Yes, now. I
2: agreed. That's what that was. I did really enjoy Rhea swatting Liv like a fly. Mm-hmm. It was like, Liv's trying to get a sentence out. She's like,
0: no, she's awesome. Uh, Speaking of, the Judgment Day came out for a promo. Um, Yeah, I mean, speaking of style, this was more or less the same promo they cut every week, but I don't mind it. I like the Judgment Day. Mm. Uh, Wesley, uh, they they targeted Wesley because it's the match between has got match with uh, Wesley tonight. And they made the point that Damien Priest and Finn Balor are going to win the World Heavyweight Championship. And I was like, hmm, that's the same belt. It's a bit awkward. Yeah. And they sort of acknowledged that by being the Priest. Like, look, I'm guaranteed to win this belt, but Finn's got first shot. Yeah, We're okay. We're cool. We're yeah. on the same page. Yes. And Finn cut a promo on Seth Rollins. Yeah. And was this when sammy, and, sammy kevin. and kevin came yeah, out yeah, yeah. I, was, I was wondering if you no, had anything to add <laughs> but i don't because it
2: was the same as the other
0: weeks yeah sam uh, i mean you've got to fill three hours somehow sammy and kevin came out uh to promote the fact they've got a tag match like sammy and ko versus priest and dom and priest's like look we're talking about winning all of these titles i see a pair of titles right there that mm. we could win and um kevin accepted so yeah
2: i liked the kevin part of this i Me liked too. him being like oh, am i allowed to do my thing and then going right into it i was a big fan of that i thought he delivered it very well i've
0: just noticed your notes for this segment yeah there's none there <laughs> they're empty <laughs> It's That's just, a, just a line it's just a judgment a promo. day promo and then the next segment just nothing, just nothing. uh we got a recap of Ri and raquel and then backstage raquel was told by the doctors you are cleared but you do need to be careful mm. and she was like look We've only just got these belts back. We need to defend them. I'm not having them stripped from us again. Yeah, we need to go out there and defend these titles. And they did, and they lost. Uh, yeah. I, they had a long. This was Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville versus Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Chelsea Green. That's yeah, weird. Samantha
2: Irvin loves it. I so, so my, by the way, Samantha Irvin is all over my TikTok at the moment. I I don't know what it is, but there's there's I don't know if she's filming them or if someone else is filming them, but it's basically from like. Her little angle from her corner she's got the mic in her hand she's waiting for the green light and then she starts doing it and what my favorite thing about it is that she vibes with all of the songs so she's like she's like it's
0: gonda (laughs) she is like she is a uh, a ring announcer with a bit of spicy personality very good about at this it, job. which I love, yeah. absolutely love. Because we've, you know, went through so long of just being like, you are just a voice to announce people. Yes. So just be that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that a lot of wrestling companies have got stuff from this. Funny enough, I was thinking about this this morning with Samantha Ovin. A friend of mine who was a ring announcer mm-hmm. for a wrestling, quite a few local wrestling promotions around my area, also wrote Bob Holly's uh, biography ah. and Al Snow's. And if I remember correctly, but don't quote me on this one, if I remember correctly, Hornswoggles. I think those were the three... So nearly the full job squad, though. I think, he, I think those were the three biographies that yeah. he, he sort of co-wrote yeah. uh, along with them. But uh, he used to make the point to me that he couldn't understand why there was no personality in ring announcement. So when he mm. would do it, he would always be like introducing people in different styles, in different ways. I remember going to a show once where the, the, the local promotions, like, firm favorite was set to win this battle royal mm-hmm. like the whole thing was he was going to win this battle royal and instead a comedy character won it instead and i can't remember the guy's name he was it was a, i mean this was not a great thing he was a parody of an italian essentially it was like it was an awful stereotype but he was something called like johnny Tarano or something great. and but he like he was like and the winner of this match is Johnny Pizzerano? Yeah. As opposed to just being like, Johnny Pizzerano, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. And he was like, I think you need more of that within wrestling. And it's always stuck with my head. And now I'm Samantha Irving's here, and I'm like, oh, this is what Ross was telling me yeah. like 15, 20 years ago. She does
2: it. She does a very good job. I also think. Um... I remember I, one, of, uh, one of my favorite calls was that uh, Tony Chimmel once when he was doing, when Big Show was doing his secret, sequ- I remember this for 20 plus years, when he was doing his, he wanted to be on SNL, so it was showing up all the different characters that he could play. One of them, I think it was Shonen the Barbarian, mm-hmm. and he comes out and he goes, from parts unknown, wait unknown, bet you haven't heard that in a while. It's Shonen! And I remember just finding that, that's just quite funny. I think a little bit of spice here and there is quite good. And Swim. Samantha Irvin does a great job.
0: big I just want to be entertained. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what he said. It yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. So what a feud. Great mm. match with Kurt Angle at Backlash 2000. it yeah. comes out as it Hulk happens. Shogun. The sho- yeah, yeah, yeah. The showster was quite fun. I enjoyed that. Very good. We should just talk about Backlash 2000. Um... <laughs> Anyway, Samantha Evans, delightful. Uh, So this was Chelsea Green and Sunderville versus Morgan and Raquel. Long single crab on uh, Raquel for a while, but then Liv got in with a very good uh, hot Mm tag, ran wild. Um, And they had a great near fall off the oblivion. Mm -hmm. They then took out Raquel Rodriguez and had Chelsea Green hit the unprettier on Liv Morgan, but she kicked out. Mm -hmm. But then they took out Raquel for a second time. Hit another Imperia, and the running need to score the win. New tag team champions. I thought this was really good. Yeah. it went five minutes. It was a proper like punk song sprint. We've only got five minutes, so let's just do the final third of a much longer match, mm. and we'll just go straight into the near fall section.
2: I um I I wasn't as high on the finish purely because I mean I really liked Sonya at one point, breaking up a pinfall from Liv by absolutely running through her. Yeah. It was brutal, and I really enjoyed it. I thought that um, when they'd taken Raquel to the outside and then um, hit the unprettier, because uh, Sonia had done a right hand on Liv, um, I thought that should have been the finish, because what happened was then we we essentially got that put again. Mm. And I was like, oh, that feels a little bit like... So putting over the baby faces. Yeah, yeah, she managed to get a kick out of your finish yeah. or whatever, but getting it twice. So I understand. But either way i thought this was the right call i think this this it, when again you look at your characters and what you're going to do i think their work has been really good i think that they've really entertained me and they've they've clearly got great chemistry with each other um and i think they deserve a a, a reward for that especially if we're going to put raquel into a program with ria because becky's not there yet and i think um it's uh, the way i've written it the way i've described it is it's the scenic group it feels like they took the scenic group to get us here because we had the tag team turmoil match we had the weird thing with Rhonda and Shayna, which we're going to come to i feel like but we're finally at our destination yeah. A few potholes along the way but good for them and and looking at pictures of sonia and of chelsea both in like tough enough and then uh finally here they are with belts if i'm not wrong this is sonia's first belt
0: is it? Really? i think it
2: is she i might not be wrong before oh i think i think she might have uh, been in the contention for it because she was teaming with Mandy Rose, with Mandy Rose, but, but they never got the belts, as far as I can remember. Yeah, I suppose. So it just feels like
0: she's tagged with about fifteen different. Exactly,
2: people. exactly. Um, she was GM for a while. She was GM for a bit. I I'm really thrilled for them. I think I think good for them, and I'm excited to see what they do as champions because it adds another little
0: insufferable note to their characters. I completely agree with you. I think this is the 100 right call to make my only sort of like, if I, if I can have a Debbie down a moment, uh, momentarily, we were supposed to have reset and fixed this division seven weeks ago when Ronda and Shayna won the belts. like that whole, that's what I
2: mean by a scenic route. And that's what I mean by we'll get
0: to it. Yeah. I guess yeah. Y- y- that was the whole thing. I was like, we're finally like, we've had some real turbulence with this division, but now we're finally, we're, we're resetting and we're going from straight to straight. And then here we are seven weeks later and three different people have held the belts mm. and I, yeah, it just feels, like it's a little bit messy. I'm hoping now because it looks like Raquel and uh, Liv are getting out of this division because Raquel and Rhea is probably the SummerSlam Mm -hmm. match. And based on what happens in the main event, we're going to get Rhea and Liv on Mm -hmm. TV in the lead up to this. But it kind of only really leaves... Caden carter and the other one and, and, and we watched them beat them in 90 seconds flat there's Alba Fire
2: and isla dawn but they're on, the,
0: well, they're on the other brand well and the tag also,
2: team titles can go wherever they want
0: but i I as well go back why didn't they just win the belts then if you're gonna split up ronda and Shayna, no, why didn't they just win the belts i'm
2: not saying i don't agree with you and we'll get to it but i i that's what i mean by scenic group i think the plan wasn't for this i think the plan was for ronda and Shayna to have a bit of a run and then something came up with ronda where she's Maybe. like i'm I'm doing my hard out, and so they've gone. Okay, well, I, again, let's make the best of the situation. So they made the best of the situation this way, and whatever scenic group, it was wonky. I didn't like it. I like these two as champions, and they can go wherever they want. So allow them you're, to. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah.
0: um My only, I mean, and and this might just be me being a bit paranoid because I've I've been watching this women's tag division now for a number of years, um and I, I do think uh, Sasha and Naomi were right. It felt like yeah. they were teasing dissension between Green and Deville because mm-hmm. during the Sa- during the Saxton interview, Chelsea kept talking over Sonia, and Sonia looked at her annoyed. Uh, and I was like, "Oh, don't tease dissension between now." But maybe I'm just being paranoid because right. I've, I've been here before, yeah. where a tag team win these women's tag titles and immediately start showing dissension mm. and I was like no I felt like we were just starting to get on solid ground here, mm. I'm hoping I'm wrong, mm. so that's, that's that um, we then got this Sexton sit down interview with Seth Rollins, um, It's about how Balor's earned this shot and maybe he will, grind it. but there's a lot of people who've earned their shot Kevin Owens, Dre, Damian Priest, Drew McIntyre
2: mm.
0: all of a sudden Finn Balor walks into this room, they're like in a locker room setting, Balor walks in and like uh, your cool supply teacher, he wants to really get down the, the level with these temporary students that he's teaching for today. Turns the chair around Ooh. backwards to be like, guys, I'm not like these other teachers. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm, I'm like you guys. You know, what, what are you vibing right now? What are you, what are you listening to on your Walkmans? <laughs> and, <laughs> and he, they cut a very serious whispering they did promo yeah and And i like a whispering promo and i thought that these two gave some really good performances yeah because seth's like you've got to stop living in the past and i'm very sorry if people listen to audio mediums yeah probably on the jubilee line in that bit just before before london bridge where you can't hear anything (laughs) and he's like i'm I'm not living in the past Mm. i'm living in the chaos (laughs) i hated that line i like that line and then Seth's
2: like I'm living in the chaos sounds like a thing that I'd buy on a button, a hot topic. I'm living in the chaos sounds like uh, my old MSN name from when I used to go through a phase where I was trying to be emo, but I wasn't. I'm living in the chaos sounds like a tattoo that someone would get if they frequent grunge bars. I didn't like the line. I didn't.
0: I liked it. I don't know why it worked for me. And Ron's like, I know exactly why it worked for you, you because you are all the things that I just listed. <laughs> <laughs> I, would have, I don't think I would have had a T-shirt that said "I live for the chaos." I would have done. Do you know what? I would buy a T-shirt that said "I'm not living in the past. I'm living in the chaos." If it had a wire drawing of a D20 underneath it, that would be the only way I would have bought that T-shirt. That's what I'm talking about in uh, in a shop in in 2004. <laughs> Camden Market. Yeah, Camden yeah. Market probably would have been that. That would have been the only time I would have bought a T-shirt that said "I'm I living live in, in the, the chaos. chaos," and it's very specifically. Has to have a D twenty. Right? Okay,
2: okay. Methinks
0: <laughs> the ladies will <laughs> protest too much, but um, <laughs>
2: the promo itself, I really pro- enjoyed. Yeah,
0: because like you know, Rollins turns to him is like, "This title's bigger than, it's bigger than you, mm. it's bigger than me." I was like, "That's no, not, that's not that <laughs> way. It's Currently, not bigger than anybody. <laughs> um, and then they were going to sort this out. Now, Balor walks away, but then uh, tacks him before leaving and tells him to make the match. Launches a chair out. He really does. Um, I
2: like the setup and production of this promo i like anything that's slightly different i really do i because i because there's a different energy that you can achieve doing a backstage segment than you can do in an in-ring segment and i think it feels nice to have a little a balanced palette a lot of different flavors my only critique here is that i just wish this wasn't the same story as money in the bank like
0: Uh, I I, yeah it's just the
2: idea of the the, the setup to money in the bank was that you took everything from me and now it's like you took everything from me but it's SummerSlam, and yeah. that's where we and did now we're, it.
0: Yeah, it's kind of you, you've already done the. Yeah. it's been seven years since SummerSlam, and I'm not even
2: critiquing them doing Money in the Bank. I mean, make this being like I, it, I. I. That's why I did like him being like, it's not about your your little vendetta, and him being like, no, it's not. I like that part. I like. I just would like for it more to be like, no, I still haven't got mine yet on mm-hmm. you specifically, and I. I got distracted from that, and I want that, and blah, blah, la. I think it just felt like a rehash. Um, I still think they're going to win.
0: I think Finn's going to win as well. I think Priest is going to cash in on him afterwards. I hope it's the main event. <laughs> um, oh, hello. So up next, yes, here we go, yes, guys. This is what we all came for. Phone your friends, tell them to tune in to the podcast because this is the sign that people want to be tuning in. For. Match of the year, baby. Yeah, I mean, screw FTR versus Bullet it's Club. The best gold. tag team match of the week. This is the best tag match of the week. Thank you. And nothing is going to top this. This will be better than Blood and Guts. Yeah, this this will be better than anything that is done by. I mean, look. Oh, G one like, climax, keep it. Uh, do, and do, the, the Viking ta- rules. The tag match, at Slammiversary with the returning Eric Young and lest we forget to run in by A one, the band who you <laughs> <that> coming. <laughs> they did actually run in. Yeah. like that was a a real top contender for match of the year. But then we got this. Yeah, yeah. But if I may, don't start bad. I, no, I'm not starting don't bad. Don't Debbie I'm, Downer I'm on not the Viking I am, rules. Match. I am not starting bad. I am starting funny. Okay, because I've actually shown this to a few people in the office today, I mean, right we've all had quite a giggle at this. Because I've seen a few people be like, "Ah, oh, so Neil should be put on commentary permanently." No, he shouldn't. But yeah, and I, and I really don't think he shouldn't. Uh, and here is here is uh, uh, evidence bit number one. I don't remember what they call those things now. Um, ex- exhibit. Ex- ex- exhibit ex- A. Ex- exhibit A. Here is Exhibit A. Corey Graves. At the start of this match, Alpha Academy made their entrance. It's just before the Viking Raiders made their entrance. Turned to Titus O'Neil and said, Titus, you consider yourself an expert when it comes to Viking Rules matches having faced the Viking Raiders. And Titus looks at him and says, Well, I, I wouldn't call myself an expert. I've never had a Viking Rules match. We, we just had normal matches.
2: Improv's about <laughs> saying yes, bitch. Just go with it. Just say, yeah, I faced the Viking Raiders a lot.
0: But this is a whole new ball game.
2: What are you doing? Because then there was a moment where, like Corey, Corey no, literally no, Cor- did this. Cor-
0: right. Corey said, and this is a direct quote: "Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, do you know, what? <laughs> hang him out to dry. Titus worldwide, more like Titus local convenience store. Curious. <laughs> it wasn't.
0: Yes, and it was. No thanks.
2: It was no, no, not even no but. It was just no,
0: <laughs> no, end no on. thanks. I'm not even gonna give you. I'm gonna give you nothing." it was so, i watched this like five times this morning i rewound it just to make sure i was like did i, did I hear this right yeah it's like you call yourself an expert when it comes about oh, i wouldn't call myself an expert and Corey graves is oh okay oh okay it was delivered with all of the intonation of you've just seen someone you haven't seen for 10 years at yeah. a house party yeah. and you're asking them what they do at the moment they say oh, i work in finance You go, oh, oh okay, okay. How do I get out of this, Kevin? But then, so like, uh, poor
2: one out for Corey Graves, sat between Kevin Bloody Patrick and Titus Worldwide. Don't make that the permanent three-man booth. No, oh, man. no man, thanks. was
0: so funny. And then at one point, he just went, because, he, you know, they threw him into a shield. He went, oh, look, he went in a shield. <laughs> I was like, why do people want this man on commentary? And there was a, a little bit later on where it was like, if I, like, Corey was like,
2: if I was going to expect you to bark at any point, it would have been that one, but you didn't. <laughs> like, he didn't even take his own gimmick no sorry someone is saying i blame Corey. absolutely,
0: absolutely not. not
2: Corey teed <laughs> him up have you ever watched you've never watched drag race have you me yeah no no so there's a there's a game they play in drag race called snatch game and there are always rupaul is always setting them up to set a little they basically have to impersonate a celebrity and rupaul will give them a joke he'll give them a lead in and let them knock it out of the park and whenever they fail there are just crickets mm. and it's like rupaul standing there like let's move on and it's like that was the energy that i was getting never blame the person teeing up the joke where are the jokes no
1: Anywho, but in the meantime so were you in the
2: room when i watched this match i was not no i was, I was I, re- doing an interview w- That's such a shame because i was all over the place i was i was at one point i got up like tempest was looking at me the whole time and i, and I just couldn't keep it, it in so good from the moment i saw the boat yeah, <laughs> I, I don't remember the match against the New Day. Yeah. But the second I was like, oh my God, we have a
0: boat. I was I, on my feet. I just want to say, look, like, I'm going to take all my tightest things. And I'm going to park it over here because it's it's, it's done now. Because this match was cinema. unreal. So, I mean, right from the get-go, it's big moves off this. Then got 10 minutes. 10 minutes and it, I could have done another 30. And they did their dice and flip dice. At one point, one of the Viking Raiders threw... Um, Chad Gable off the boat and he turned that into a flip (gasps) dive onto the other one. Otis slapped Coach at one point and said, Coach, get the tables! And I will say the crowd
2: absolutely no sold it, which means one thing, and that's that we are past it. (laughs) Like, (laughs) because if you notice, they don't respond to the second he goes, Coach, I was like, Oh my God, it's happening. They're doing a Dudley Boys bit. Nothing. Get the tables. Nothing. A table comes out. They go. Oh, a ah, table. table spot.
0: We're all old, unfortunately. Sorry. If I just pick up my tightest thing, one mind. He did lose his mind because Otis did the the simplest of power slabs. <laughs> <laughs> he reacted like it was the best thing you'd ever seen. So <laughs> Just gonna pop that back down again. But anyway, the crap. Like there was a moment in this when Gable had a uh a sorry, actually, Ivar did a moon salt onto. Otis. Before you
2: get there, because I've got mine in order, you've oh, missed one, which oh, was oh, that at one point, it. um, I- Ivar dived
0: otis caught him and power slammed him oh my god yes and then he does this moonsault onto otis otis chad gable breaks up that pinfall with a picture perfect moonsault of his own then picked up the lad and gave him a delayed german suplex he deadlifted like, him Luke. like it was nothing exactly it was So good. My note for this moment was simply Moonsault. Moonsault. German. I was so excited. And then, just when you think, man, the action can't get any better here, Maxine gets involved. Oh, Oh, it was so good. And Maxine takes out Valhalla, all of her training, She does this cross body off the top rope onto Valhalla, and she's celebrating with Coach, and Coach grabs the jacket, the Leatherman jacket. She never got to put it on, She never got, because those those mean, nasty, smelly, Viking. smelly Viking Raider stole it last week. She didn't get to hold she it, get to even. Hold it. So now she gets her moment. <gasps> she puts on the jacket. They celebrate together, and Valhalla spears her through a table. And I'm not <laughs> kidding. I
2: physically went, oh no! And I like recoiled, and Tempest started pissing himself laughing at me.
0: Oh, it was so so great and then chad's like oh no it was just (laughs) devastating it was like oh no and then coach gets taken out by the viking raiders so like rising like godzilla from the sea otis comes into the ring and he sees his girl has been put through a table and his coach is on the outside hurting and he's like or F this yeah. and goes on a one man wrecking spree through this he is launching both of these dudes left right and center hits a caterpillar the crowd are going ballistic they really are and he has got this match dead to right he has got this one Valhalla just sneaks up manages to scramble up double axe to Otis slightly dazed they hit the uh, the double power bomb and got the win the smelly nasty Viking Raiders got a win again and I loved it. And I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. When we get to do the WrestleTalk Magazine match of the month, I think I'm going to be voting for this. Yeah. My heart of heart knows that it's it's FDR and Bullet Club Gold, Oh look, but it's not. Here's the thing. But it's not. It is this.
2: Here's, here's the thing. Let me put on my analysis head for a second, because we have, and I've said it a million times, what a wonderful time it is to be a wrestling fan. It's a, th- a thing where we have the G1 Climax and I was watching some of it today and it is it is New Japan doing its New Japan thing the way you always want with an extra bit of international flavour here and there. We had... Yay, Eddie. Yay, Eddie. We had um, that incredible, like, unreal hour-long match that flew by between FTR and Bullet Club. And it was so well-paced, so well-plotted. The moves, the chemistry, all of it was unreal. And then here we got the pinnacle the absolute gold standard of sports entertainment yep the what wrestling can be oh yeah when it, when you lean into doing what you do which had uh the the, the the ring was surrounded by a viking ship there was smoke in the air and purple lights which meant that the first two three minutes of this match took place on essentially a stage a theatrical performance we had feats of athleticism where we had uh, chad gable turning uh, his momentum into a flip onto onto Ivar in that way Uh, Eric's head plowed through a Viking shield we had the drama of Maxine finally being given her 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 Letterman jacket only to be dashed at the last second by being put through a table that had been set up and I think we all imagined Valhalla or one of the Raiders going through that table we never saw that coming and that's why it was so genuinely devastating the level of athleticism the level of of pure skill it takes to be Chad Gable right then we had that cinematic moment of, of, like you say, rising like Godzilla. We've seen a few of them in the past, whether it was Drew McIntyre or The Undertaker Keith or Keith Lee, rising from behind to come and have your moment where you were like, oh no, it's all over, but Otis is here. It was so well crafted in every single aspect that, yes, you if you are a purist, if if sports entertainment and a bit of hokey nonsense doesn't do it for you, fine. Remember what fun is like because this was it, and we got some pure technical class. And if I may finish this mm-hmm. with my wild pitch, this act is so over. This story has been simple and executed brilliantly, and I hope they get a little showcase at SummerSlam. I don't know what that looks like to better this personally, but I would like to see them get rewarded for it with that moment if you want to turn chad gable into an absolute kurt angle level star there's your man to take the ic belt off gunther because tell me he can't do it he tell would, me yeah. he can't overpower and defeat gunther and have you believe it and tell me that the, him running around as the coach with alpha academy and the intercontinental belt held over his head tell me there's a better story than that other than you know i i do as shame finally getting it done that's the only other one I'll accept. But I think Chad Gable is a superstar. And when you can take a hokey nonsense match like this and make it a true, genuine, hand on my heart, earnest match of the
0: year contender, unreal. These guys have not had a bad match. No. I've enjoyed every single match that alpha academy and viking raiders have had and they've had quite a few at this point as yeah. well and i've enjoyed every single one of them and every time another one is done i want to see another one and i've been high, like want- i've been in this chair for like
2: a year now coming on to a year give or take i've been high on alpha academy the whole time and, and i think that it's not I've, that's an opinion that's been shared by you and many people in the chat as well i think um maxine is a, a phenomenal addition i think the viking raiders kind of were spinning their wheels and not doing a lot but their presence in this storyline is, is what makes
0: it it's raised their stock something and i can't give nothing i have to give them out. so much credit for it because they yeah. were doing nothing and now they've made themselves essential yeah it's brilliant it's i won a six man at at SummerSlam. Yeah. that is that's the match i want to see and that's the match i'd be so stoked for is a full strength Alpha academy full strength uh, viking raiders put them in a big silly gimmick match at the opener Fine. Yeah, at the opener yeah on the pre-show yeah even yeah and I, I just, they need to get... They deserve it. And a way to really cap off this feud, I wanted something big out of this because I absolutely love it. We don't do feud of the years mm. uh, in our award shows. I would be voting for this quite highly. And it's important I love to have, it. It. it's important to have a
2: mid-card, lower-card feud that, has this level of energy like do you remember too cool and how much people love seeing too cool do their thing how much people love the hardys and and the reason the 2000s is the early noughties is such a pinnacle of wrestling is that every element of the show had it like you'd send too cool out to warm up the crowd they'd have a good time you'd send out the hardys and edge and the dudley boys and christian and they'd have a great match in the middle of the show and then you have got your rock and austin these guys are
0: doing that yeah the crowd were electric for this well, going back and watching those those 2000s raw in the year 2000 is so fascinating because you can see that are we like you know they still got this idea of we're a touring company mm. but they did the same thing on every show yeah. which is like we'll put two cool out there to have a tag match against whoever it is or like one of two cool or whichever it's going to be they'll have a tag match it's going to go 30 seconds mm. and it'll end in a dq or end of whatever it is that's not the point the, the point, point is, is the dance the point is they put the sunglasses on rikishi and they do the dance and yeah. the crowd goes wild that is their only purpose yeah. And it got... And it worked every time. And we still
2: talk about them. Still and this now. is the
0: other thing. I don't think
2: tag... I don't think that tag... Being in a tag team is a demotion. I don't think that every tag team has to split up so that one of them can become world champion. I think that being... The, the tag team champ's main event at WrestleMania, there was an incredibly beautiful moment we had with um, Jimmy and Jay talking to Ariel Helwani where they said... Where they said... They're like hearing the crowd. They're lying there. They're exhausted. They're seeing Sammy with the belts, And they just sort of held hands and that was their WrestleMania moment. And that choked me. The, well, it was so beautiful. And I think that... Being a legend in the lower card is not something to not aspire to. It would be wonderful if everyone could be the world champ, but not everyone can be the world champ. So you make the very best of what you've got, and I think Chad Gable is someone who could make that leap from lower card all the way up to world
0: champion. I think he's incredible, so good. We've got a recap of the Miz and Chamber from last week. More on that in a little bit. Uh, Shayna Baszler beat Nikki Cross in about 19 seconds. Well, actually, was flat 19 seconds, mm. and then Ronda cuts this promo on Shayna i don't know i think they're both heels no i i i am interested in this because i i was like so they're definitely i feel like they're both heels but then when Shayna responded i was like i oh, know i think she's the baby face but she didn't have the baby face she didn't have a baby face turn at money in the bank she had a heel turn at money in the bank mm. on a heel mm. but ronda is still for sure the heel and Shayna is just basically saying the things that the fans want to hear so i guess she's the de facto baby face. But she's badass, Shayna Baszler. Like this is one of those things where there's not really a babyface nor is there a heel in mm-hmm. this; they're both just them. And that's that's one thing. My bigger thing here is like, don't write so many words for Ronda to <laughs> say. Because Ronda's strength is not promos. Mm-hmm. And if your strength is not promos, don't give her three paragraphs to say because what she does is say it as quickly as she possibly can with no emotion or intonation because she's just trying to get through it before she forgets what the words are. Mm-hmm. She reminds me of acting classes when you're sort of watching people who are just learning how to act and what you, and they're not acting, they are just reading mm-hmm. lines. Or, or they're just saying lines that are stored in their head. And it's it's like there's nothing, there's no emotion, there's no passion here because she's just so focused on what's the next line, what's the next line, what's the next line and then Shayna just absolutely demolishes her by just being cool because she can mm. act and just remember the very few lines that she is given and yeah, just I, I kind of felt bad for Ronda in, in this one a little bit because I was like this made Ronda look awful and I, I don't think it's her fault. I don't think it made her look awful. I do, I
2: agree with you in some of that. I do, I do I mean you're 100% right she's not the the best promo in the business and that was always literally from day one has been her sort of weak point literally from the, when she walked out and pointed at the sign there was something a little bit day one acting class about it mm. I don't think it made it look awful perhaps that was my fault because I was I was behind a little bit so I was skimming through these promos on a slightly faster speed than I would normally like to so for me this promo snaked by <laughs> uh, sorry it flew by if, it, if, any, um, if anything it actually
0: went, would have gone too quickly because yeah. she was just like and another thing and another thing and another thing
2: but the thing the thing about it is and when, and when we talk about whether it's heel or heel or who's the heel or whatever so Triple H loves the idea of there not being heels and faces that everyone's yeah. sort of a shade of gray that's the game of thrones thing that i've always really liked i
0: actually subscribe to that too um Trubles i think... loves it so much he books very prominently baby faces and heels yeah all right um <laughs> but I just, I, that's why i don't buy into that because vince russo he's like there's no shade's of gray bro." i was like no that guy's a baby face right. and you keep booking him as a baby face and that guy's a heel and you book him as a heel so let me
2: do my thing though which is Sorry. that shayna shayna did it, what was undeniably a heel move but because uh, people are sort of mad at ronda and people don't really vibe with ronda at the moment it's kind of a face move at the same time yeah. so they exist in this sort of tweener moment and what i like about it right is what ronda did have to say whether or not she delivered it very well ronda did have a point because Shane is like, you don't care about this business, you got, in, you got in the front door. And it's like, yeah, but the thing about being an overnight success, like if I had a part in a movie and I did really, really well and it was, uh, it really blew up or whatever, that they would be talking about me as an overnight success. And what that does is that eliminates all the other work that I've done. And it says none of that mattered because now we know who you are ronda rousey didn't just walk into the door of wwe she was offered the doors open to her because she won an olympic medal because she's a ufc legend because at a time when the women weren't as prominent she sort of made it happen and she was in she became a a cross-platform star she was in movies i knew i don't like the ufc right i I don't it doesn't i don't vibe
0: with it i knew who ronda rousey was i've told the story in the podcast before i same you yep. i knew ronda rousey through pop culture yep. as opposed to actually watching her through ufc i've got i've never seen a ufc fight first my wife is the same way yep. so when she debuted for wwe i said check this out and she knew who ronda rousey was she earned it and and she went in and she was like oh that's cool i can't watch this because the production is awful but she but she was like but it is very i know who that
2: is right so that's what i'm saying so she has made it so that the door was open for her shana is also not wrong right? Because she did work really hard and she did have a UFC career that wasn't as successful as Ronda's. And she was like, actually, my passion is wrestling. So I'm going to work the indie shows and I'm going to develop my craft and I'm going to put the ring up and I'm going to work in front of a couple of hundred people. I'm going to come up through NXT. I'm going to do developmental. I'm going to make myself seen. And then here I am. They have both arrived at this moment. They are both correct. And as a result, both of them have a reason to be mad at the other one. And that's what I love about heels. Heels when they're right, faces when they're right. The, the clash of this uh, the opposing ideas about the facts, but they share the facts, right? They they have a different ideas of how they got there, and I am. Sort of, I don't really care who's the ha- face and who's the heel mm-hmm. here. I think there was that moment when Shana turned around and she's
0: like with the crowd or whatever. That's a very face move. So I very think they so. probably consider her to be. I face. I wonder if they course corrected some. I imagine they might I, have. I one they did the attack at Money in the Bank where we we're like, oh man, don't turn Ronda babyface because the crowd aren't work. with her as a baby face But I think they just doubled down on no Ronda as a heel. And
2: that's it. I think they gave it a go um when she came out last week and it didn't really didn't really fly. So now they've just gone. Okay, well, well, let's just let's just play with these it's shades just, let's of grey. Just, just lean into it. And I, ultimately. I, I, I also I don't think she shades great, she is a heel, yeah, but but what I'm saying is that she's she's kind of right, so like how would she be yeah, telling he, the he, truth that she's work he hard' heels could be right sure, um the whatever, best we're out. not going to be in the shades of great, that's fine i i My point is, I think it's great, and I like it, and I don't think this promo is awful, and I think that actually they're bringing something out of each other that they haven't that we, we haven't seen from Rhonda in a while, and as a result, I'm excited to watch them batter each other.
0: I am excited for the match. I do not think this segment worked mm. because I think that, I I think the content of the promo is fine it's Rhonda's delivery of that content because it's <laughs> We, what you I needed you. was almost to condense this down or do this in a different way mm. so she's not doing it with a live mic so you can edit around it so she only has to remember certain bits of it and then she can act her way through those small bits of it as opposed to just remembering a huge like page worth of dialogue. That she's playing with got. the format to see what you've the, got. Exactly, yeah. you know, it, It's it's hiding the weaknesses, accentuating the positives and I don't think that's what this segment did for Ronda Rouse. Mm. I feel more a little bit that y- you... Um,
2: using it to your advantage like for instance having them do training promos like they're training at each other like, exactly, go, yeah. or whatever that's I, yeah
0: you do some really interesting things here but like Ronda just sort of sit there with a the mic and just rattling through this promo as quickly as she possibly can I just don't think there's anything for it and, mm. and and the crowd reacting to it I, I think it also speaks to that because they weren't really booing her heavily mm. or they weren't enraptured by what she said either mm. so for me I don't think this worked but I do like its story mm. I think the characters are there I just don't think this one worked. Mm. We uh, got Not Kathy Kelly interviewing <laughs> Ricochet uh, who challenged Logan Paul to show up next week, which uh, he accepted, and he will be on the show next week. My note for it was was better than last week. <laughs> <laughs> we had Miz TV with Becky Lynch. My first note on this is, and this was sort of confirmed later on. I guess Miz is no longer feuding with Tommaso Ciampa. Mm. That that feud is now over, and the Miz won it.
2: Yeah, because well, we'll get to it later on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, that seems to be the that, way. That seems to be the, yeah.
0: uh, the way, being a, a crucial word there. Hello. Anyone remember them? Um, so we got a recap of Becky losing to Zoe Stark. And Kevin Patrick told us when Becky made her entrance, she's on a downward spiral currently. Mm. And... Miz asks her about losing a lot lately. So Becky gets all fired up. She gets in the Miz's face. She looks her... so
2: comfy, by the way. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Proper, like, sleepy. That's how I watch the show. Like, uh, when I get up in the morning, I'm still in my PJs. And even in the office. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, but she's like, she fires up on the Miz to be like, I haven't lost anything in this, that, and the other. She calls out uh, Trish Strat. She's like, I know Trish is going to come out here. I know Zoe Stark's going to come out here. And, Miz, and I Miz like, like, well, now you've ruined the surprise. But Here's Trish and Zoe Stark. Lynch wants a rematch, but Trish was just like, you're acting like a toddler. Mm. Like, am, I, am I seeing Becky in the ring or am I seeing Rue in the ring? Oh, that's her daughter's name. Very good. Heat, heat. And Becky's there, I want a rematch. And Trish quite correctly said, why? Yeah. I've, I've already beaten you. <laughs> oh, and then Zoe's Zoe. like, Zoe. <laughs> and yeah. she was like, good point, actually. Yeah. So she. Yeah. Why are we even here? As far as I'm aware, this feud's done mm. and I won. See you, Bubba. Actually, do you know what? There's only one thing that is left to be done here. I do need you to thank me mm. for all of you. So it's time for you to say thank you, Trish. And Becky sort of works this into a way to convince Trish to give her another match mm-hmm. at SummerSlam with the stipulation that she's got to face Zoe Stark. I think it's happening next week. Mm-hmm. And if Becky wins that, she gets the Trish match at SummerSlam. If she loses, she has to say thank you, Trish, and even has to get a tattoo on her chest that says thank you, Trish i think becky might win next week you you could say she might <laughs> yeah i, th- I think yeah. i don't think becky lynch is getting a tattoo do you imagine that says thank you trish that says thank you trish can you even get it done tastefully i don't know i don't think so yeah um, trish likes impact fun doesn't she <laughs> so, so yeah
2: so hey, i thought this was a,
0: a good segment made better by its performances yeah
2: my only fear with it is that by having becky beat zoe you undo the good work you did by giving Zoe the win. Do you know what I mean? I thought it was good that Zoe got a win. Yeah. It was only on the Ascension. I think it, it's maybe a little bit undone. I don't really care. Also, I think I was expecting, I sort of felt like, am I going to get a return in this segment? And we didn't. And mm. I wonder whether or not Lee is popping up again next week.
0: I think, yeah, Lee is at SummerSlam. Yeah. And you did the tag match at Payback. Mm. No, not tag match um we then got shinsuke nakamura versus bronson reed who had a nice hard hitting match for two guys that i guess just aren't feuding anymore well you say that then what happened and then uh, champa ran in and caused a dq on bronson reed and nakamura a little bit upset about that kicked champa in the face
2: so what they did was they said we've set up a feud between reed nakamura and ricochet uh, but now we've spotted that we could probably get some really good press for having Logan Paul versus Ricochet. So we don't want to not use any of that footage. So what I need you to find me is a bald guy with a beard. <laughs> Tommaso Ciampa. Put <laughs> him right in there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it does feel a little bit like that. Odd. Um, because I wrote, I was like, man, Nakamura just feels directionless at the moment because he was involved in this three-way feud, yeah. but then it was in Money in the Bank and didn't really have a great showing up money in the bank. Well, I mean he had an okay showing up money in the bank, but yeah, he didn't have, he, did, he didn't have any of like the standout moments like a lot of us. There's not why I remember did. from it. No, I I think him and Santos Escobar are in the same role. Yeah. Just like I know that they were there, but I couldn't tell you the big spots that they have. Mm. And then, like, yeah, it's just going back into this Bronson Reed thing, but Reed's now clearly doing something else. And it was when I was checking. Uh, WWE's YouTube channel, and it was like, oh, it's Ch- Ma- Champ is just counting promos on Reed, and Reed's kind counting promos on Champ. And I was like, oh, is the Miz thing over? Yeah. Because in my head, we mentioned this last week. We're leading to Miz and Reed versus DIY. DIY. But if we're just doing a singles thing, it's like, what a, what is, what, what are, are we, doing we doing with Gargano there? Yeah, I don't know. Because he's cleared, he's backstage. Well, he wasn't. I think he's backstage since the Cleveland show, but mm. he's he can be used the way he had one backstage segment after the draft and that was months ago Mm. we've had nothing with them since yeah and for all the people like well indy hartwell's injured the other four aren't yeah you could do something with the other four of them and you can do backstage segments even with an injured person even on 2k23 (laughs) if someone (laughs) is injured you can have them be the subject of a call-out promo and still have them featured
2: yeah it's an odd one and it's that again goes back to my thing of not wanting to be a little bit over the top like not wanting to be like are we uh, booking ourselves into uh, if we if we fantasy book and then go well they didn't do that thing
0: we wanted they haven't telegraphed Johnny Gargano we just heard that they're gonna do it and they haven't so what no I, I push back on that they did the promo that The Way did was all about Champa's coming back, and he was going well, at wa- one time. They did it twice, I think. They were going to welcome Champa back because Johnny Gargano did it before The Way got back together. Right. So he did. I had a segment with Candice and Dexter where he was talking about. I think he almost done it a couple of times where he's coming back. And they were worried about him tag teaming with Champa again. They never Uh, said Champa's name. I only remember suddenly alluding to it. And then they had the the segment with the way, with the one segment they've had on TV, Mm. where again they did the he's coming here. I want to bring him into the family. And they're like, I don't think we should do that. Right. Okay. So they had they did allude it, but much like uh the why is Brock Lesnar attacking Cody Rhodes, I think they've just dropped that story. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I guess. I guess we'll see. And I know people would be like, I think it's just probably Vince and could be you know, know could be probably why jd mcdonough's not on tv yeah. much these days anyone remember odyssey jones got called up um, i think you're lying about this person exactly. <laughs> i don't know if that's a real human
2: you say it every week and i just go yeah and then i'm but there's a voice in the back of my head that goes is he just pranking me <laughs> are you gonna make a super cup for the end of the year as my birthday present like here's all the time
0: <laughs> that you... yeah you pretended to remember who odyssey yeah. jones is <laughs> Okay, here is, uh, you know, I had a bit of a poor Corey Graves moment, but I'm about to dog on Corey Graves a bit here. Byron Saxton backstage interviewed Shinsuke Nakamura, and Byron Saxton asked why Nakamura did that. And Nakamura says, I am tired of everyone getting involved in my business. Oh, yeah. And Saxton replies, like, But what does that mean? And Nakamura fires up and he's like, Saxton, I said, I am tired of everyone getting involved in my business and it cuts back to Corey Graves who says as deadpan as possible Nakamura is tired of everyone getting involved in his <laughs> business and that means and I was like oh I thought you were gonna do a joke there of being like you know in super bads where the, the the first scene with the coppers and they're mm. interviewing the, the cashier who's got her exams and she's freaking out about her exams and she runs off and he's like sounds like someone's oh, go, apparently someone's got some exams <laughs> that's oh, what I, I thought about that's what I thought Corey goes to do it's like sounds like he's tired of people getting involved in his business but he was he saying was earnest. earnestly he's saying like earnest. Nakamura is tired of everyone getting involved in his business like I know he I just, just heard him say, say that twice very silly <laughs> um, and then we've got our main event Kevin Owens and Sammy Zane versus Judgment Day you know but like, wow Raw's a really hot product at the moment mm. in terms of ticket sales that is this week's show was sold out smackdown show sold out like raw every single time is like selling out and you're like i wonder why it is cody Rhodes, it's seth Rollins, and it's these two yeah and, and I, to a lesser degree becky lynch as mm-hmm. well but i think these four are holding up this brand and these two are the unsung heroes of that what sammy
2: and kevin sammy and kevin i think you're doing it's, the disservice to the judgment day as well because i think people are tuning to see Rhea.
0: Oh, that's actually yeah, yeah. I take that back. I think you're absolutely right on that. When I make her the fifth pillar mm. in all of this, because Seth's got the world title, Cody is obviously Cody feuding with Brock, and and has got her title mm. as well. These two here here is the tag champs. Just like every week, just put in a tag match, play me out, coach, and they just have an incredibly fun tag match. Mm. It's not the best wrestling you've ever seen in your life. It's not the most spectacular tag wrestling you're ever going to see. It's no Viking rules match. <laughs> they're not they're not Alpha Academy, <laughs> but they put on really fun matches, and the crowd go ballistic Mm. for them Mm. the crowd are so amped for the matches that they do because they struck them so well and the final 90 seconds of this match where it's just it's one thing it's another it's this and it's that and it is just solid and fluid and perfect Mm. this was so much fun yeah and i and i had a great time with it
2: i think when you are able to set up uh a, a sort of twisty turny closing sequence where like there was a minute where i actually genuinely thought oh maybe doesn't you're gonna win this belt here and then you've got all four of them holding belts and and the briefcase because um there was a there was a second where like uh i think it was sammy was out of the way and that Rhea Rhea was being the difference maker and i genuinely thought like oh they could they mm-hmm. could just do it here and then when you had Liv come down to to yep. break Rhea up, which I thought was quite a fun um, way of
0: interconnecting everything. I agree. Yeah, I think that was a good way to set up a match between the two of those, like a yep. stepping stone for towards, Rhea Ripley towards Raquel. Yeah,
2: and I and I, I thought it was just really smart. And I think that the um, I I, I to, the fact that I started to buy it was quite impressive. And I've said this before: going ending your show with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn holding their titles in the ring with the music playing is a really good closing image for your raw. Yeah. And, I, and I'll see it any anytime.
0: And it, it looks like it's a fun party atmosphere to be a part of. Mm. I want to buy a ticket to go and watch yeah. so I can see one of these tag matches. I completely agree. Yeah. Very, very good stuff. I gave this episode a very solid four yeah, out of five. I really liked it. Uh, I thought pretty much every segment, bar like the Cody Brock thing, I think, being a bit stale. I thought everything else was really, really great on this show. Mm. And yeah, that Viking Rules match, like, five out of five. If it was just out on its own, to it'd be like episode of the year. Yeah. I, agree. I, I can't wait to see more of it. Uh, thank you all so much to our Patreon pledge hammers over at patreon.com forward slash wrestle on, Head on over there to get involved. We've got a new episodes coming out into your podcast feed. Tomorrow it'll be wrestle talk after dark, Ooh. which is always a fun time. Uh, last week it was wrestle talk behind the scenes. Me and Pete delving into behind the scenes stories of survival series. Sean coming into the office. Yeah. Uh, live quiz or mania the live party we did for money in the bank it's fun stories from when i did the wwe press day and i interviewed bailey and um well i mean it was really bailey that i was interested in uh, and la Knights who was also great and zelina vega all the stories about those that's over on patreon.com forward slash wrestle and next week it'll be myself and Oli davis reviewing victory road 2009 from tna as a bit of a a, a hook and tease because we go through like the dirt sheets from the time and see what people, reporters were saying about it. This is the same week of the controversial, mm. massively controversial, <gasps> Karen hooking up with Jeff Jarrett. <gasps> Goodness me. The ex-wife of Kurt Angle, starting a relationship with Jeff Jarrett, Jeff being sent home. Yeah. Not being involved in the pay-per-view. Kurt Angle threatening to quit the company. Mm. If Jeff comes back, I'm going to go back to WWE. Then started doing lots of very positive interviews about Vince McMahon because he was trying to butter up Vince to bring him back into the company. Very interesting time. So we've got a lot that we're going to be discussing around the pay-per-view as well. So dive into that because also I'd actually forgotten how that story happened. Mm. And I'm not. I won't say too much because I want to, This is the hook and tease, rather than give you all the information. This story starts from a unknown person leaking it to Bubba the Love Sponge on his radio show. Bubba the Love Sponge, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, it's so good! Yeah, what a story. But anyway, we'll talk about that on, uh, on next week on uh, Rust Talk Extra. Um, if you're one of our twenty five dollar above pledge champions, you get your name read out like these fine folk: Tony Jabroni, Trev Dog three sixteen, commentator of the century Vince Phillips, Vito Ventura, Pet Detective Willie Biggie Singleton, J S Wooten. and Doug Malcolm Xavier Lloyd Not to mention Not to mention of course Our wonderful moderating team Andy ZJ Gary Ian James Jay John Leah uh, Les Rob And of course because she never puts her name down does. Mod Mother Jenner, everyone <laughs> Thank you team You do a very good Thank job you. we appreciate you Appreciate every single person I have met several of these people yes. in person now um, Because um, Gary was at our Money in the Bank show Quite And what a lovely chap he is. Uh, Right, let's get into the rest of your Ultronats. Please get the rest of them into rest.com forward slash support. Ding, ding, ding. This is your final call. Thomas here says, hey, Luke and Prof. Brock is lucky Cody's mum didn't kick the snot out of him. The last person that got too close to Mama Rhodes ended up with a sore jaw, courtesy of a Rhodes right, uh, right cross, uh, as La Champion, Chris Jericho, found out. Mm. Cam Van Sand said, hey guys, love the podcast. One note about the Cody Brock segment. I get that Cody's mum must be used to seeing her son get worked over, but she was so stone-faced when Brock was working him over. Might just be me, but otherwise, good show. Gem that gem. She fully knows old at all.
2: I, I, I did think about that and I was like, oh, I guess it's hard. These people aren't actors. Like She's she's his mum. She's not an actor. She's not a wrestler. She's not a performer. She
0: literally face-palmed.
2: She did. She just went, oh, yeah. It's not, like not
0: again, son. Why do you keep getting beaten up by people in front to look of me? was concerned and... She didn't know how to act. Yeah, she proper like picarded yeah, no. it. Yeah. Um I I must do this every time it happens. Mara Joy's in the chat. Hey Mara. Hi Mara. Miss you. Um We have the poll results. Is Cody ah. and Brock stale. Vindication! Seventy-two percent voted yes. Oh, there you go. I am genuinely surprised by that i thought that might be a bit more split mm. uh kevin here said haven't watched raw recently i just kept up with the results but this show i watched i really did enjoy Gunther versus riddle slap the main event was really good viking rules rules and we had a bunch of matches made official for SummerStime. yeah a lot of yeah lot of moving parts on this show a lot of matches being made i always
2: get excited when we start getting pay-per-view graphics yeah and uh the, the, these ones what's the, th- the theme is born to be wild isn't it
0: yeah for summer summer Cars there are cars Dante Kennedy says, uh, my suspension of disbelief was ruined during the Becky Trish segment when Graves broke characters say that I think the tattoo is too far. <laughs> Immersion ruined. Seriously, though, loved the Alpha Academy stuff. Please don't F this up, WWE. Yeah. I don't think they could. Yeah, I think it's it's all it's all down to Chad. He's got this. Dirty Deeds Done Cheap says, What are your thoughts on this? Finn wins, because I think there's more mileage with him than Seth. Peace goes on a theory run where he can't cash in on an absent Roman. So he's basically waiting for Finn to lose. Built to a WrestleMania or Money in the Bank feud slash cash in. Um,
2: yeah, maybe. I think I think the the idea of Finn being like uh wrestling and defending his belt and then maybe having a wobbly section and they're so afraid they're gonna lose it, that that's where the tease of the cash in come in. Yeah. I think I think I mean, I don't. I don't think that you're saying priests can't cash in on Roman, and like would tease cashing in on Roman. I think. I think keeping it in house is a far more interesting storyline. Yeah. Although
0: know? I, I would quite like that episode of SmackDown where Roman's on the show and then the Judgment Day's music, and then he corks out with his briefcase. And yeah. Quite fun actually. This I love. I've pre-read this. Ah, but I okay. want everyone to know. That I think this is a great idea. They really missed an open goal. This is Dirty D's done cheap again. They really missed an open goal in having one of Trish's stipulation be that if she wins, Becky would have to bark like a dog. Yeah. The same thing that Vince made Trish do all those years ago. That is interesting. I do like that. And I mean, Dirty D's done cheap here says, I think that would have added more heat than a tattoo. And I completely agree. The tattoo did feel weird. It didn't feel
2: like a, I didn't even go like, oh, like, wow, how gross. It just made me go
0: like, Eh, that's quite fun. The idea is like you've got to go through the same thing that I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Oh, I, I love that. That is, a, that is that's a a such great a shout. good idea. Uh, Edgar Carrasco has been a member for 19 months in a row. Said Raw was cool. I think Sonya finally deserved it. Also, I know I bugged the Raw after Mania yesterday. Was my birth? I know I, 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 I bugged the Raw after Mania yesterday. Was my birthday birthday? I don't get it. I know. I, I, I know. I bugged I I, the Raw after Mania. Yesterday was my birthday. Birthday birthday. Happy birthday, Pete. Happy birthday uh, for yesterday and for your birthday birthday. Sammy Boy here said, really missing main roster doing on location scenes. It's what makes some of the NXT stories so compelling. Everything is backstage or in ring. I mean a tribal family dinner or Brock attacking Cody at home. You want cinema? Do it better. Women's tag is New Japan Six Man. I don't get that. It's just... Else, just swap around just I, see, I see i see whoever's got it
2: um yeah i mean i'm always there was a there, there was the sheamus and drew segment in a gym before wrestlemania that i i just utterly adored it felt so fresh and so exciting mm. they were just kind of like knackered from doing their workout but cutting a promo on each other and it looked so legit that i was like reality tv stuff yeah i'd be far more interested in being like well we we had a our documentary crew follow uh ronda and Shayna, for instance as they were training And Mm -hmm. got their thoughts on what it was I think uh, you get
0: far better product as a result Dante here says I also want to draw your attention to Gunther's script For the promo he says You can boo me all you want while the crowd is mostly cheering him I personally found it quite comical As it opposes from the writers I did not know if they were fully There were some people cheering him But I think he was getting a little bit of heat in there Which was nice um botfield said something i'm finding at the moment is i love one half of the matchups and hate the other love love gunther hate riddle and his one-dimensional character excited for Champa, hate the miz love for alpha academy hate the viking raiders love rhea ripley hate lady with the back i find it hard to watch
2: i mean i don't know i i think um what's really funny about all of those things well except for alpha academy is that you've highlighted well no i'm lying completely i was gonna say you've highlighted how much you like the baddies really it's just gunther and rhea um but there's something about like i don't like riddle's character at all but i do like it when he has a match like this i like him i like, I like the performance that he gives um i don't really i don't vibe with raquel because she doesn't have a giant character but i actually respect that back, she's got a giant back very big back she's she's trying something she's giving it I, and i appreciate it you're you're fundamentally wrong about the viking raiders but that's 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 yours to work out in your own way also you're wrong about the miz
0: um but whatever Um, We have got our uh, official Raw ratings from you, our loyal viewers, and it is 2% thumbs down, 23 in the middle and 73% thumbs up. I think that's quite well earned. I think that's a very well earned. I had a very fun time with this episode Mm. um, and uh, also enjoyed watching Raw when I said this episode, I meant this podcast because I just had a fun time chatting with you. Uh, So thank you all so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed it as well and if this is your first time here and you made this far, please do press the subscribe button. Give us a little thumb up as well it helps us in the algorithm leave your comment down below with what you thought about monday night raw we'll be back on thursday with the aew dynamite review blood and guts Mm. this week the aew debut of kota ibushi golden elite so this is a it's a big big week for for all elite wrestling and then on saturday it'll be the smackdown podcast then on monday We'll be back together again. No, we won't, because I'm on holiday. Great. Dan will be be here with someone to review AEW Collision. And then we're back around to Raw. And then we come back around to Raw all over again. So thank you all so much for watching. Till then, I've been D-A-D. That has been the Professor the Truth. Dan Layton. Jam that jam.